This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hi, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead number 171, recorded on Monday, July 28th, 2014. And this is a special episode, Jason, because we are here to discuss the Season 5 trailer that was released at San Diego Comic-Con just a few days ago. Very exciting, very exciting. It's also special because I am coming to you from the Talking Dead Studios East, or maybe the Talking Dead Studios Central Europe uh, location, because that's right. where I am. You've carved... From an undisclosed location in Central Europe? <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly that's right. right. I, I'm not even sure where I am at this point. Uh, tomorrow I might be in Poland. Today I'm somewhere else, so it's it's kind of fun. So hopefully this goes well. Uh, we already had Skype crap out on us once, but uh, if the Skype gods are with us, it will continue to go for the next I don't know hour and a half or however long this takes. Seven hours. <laughs> it could. The amount of notes I made on this trailer, <laughs> my man, are are possibly more extensive than the amount of notes I make for an actual episode of the TV show. Right. Staggering. Staggering amount of notes. It, it, it really, really is. Uh, so how's the weather out there in Toronto? It is uh, currently rainy and windy. Oh. And a little cool. That's, that's nice. It's sunny and super hot here. We were at the pool this morning. Nice. So, uh, well, it's afternoon there. It's uh, first thing in the morning here. That is true. 2.47 p.m. where I am. 8.47 a.m. where I am. <laughs> this is fascinating stuff. Let's talk about the trailer. How about we do that? Okay, sure. So I, during the panel... During the, the uh, Walking Dead panel at Comic-Con, I was following a live blog from comingsoon.net. Uh, so I, I wasn't watching it live, but I was kind of following along all of their impressions of it. And here's, here's a few things before we get, you know, headfirst into the trailer. Here's a few things that came out of that panel in case anyone uh, hasn't sort of read all the news yet. So let's go through those really quickly first. Okay. Seth Gilliam, the actor from The Wire, was confirmed as playing Father Gabriel Stokes. Excellent. So we now know that. I mean, everyone kind of knew it anyways. Uh, and if you had been following any of the the spoilers that are out there, you'd, you'd probably seen pictures of him with a priest's collar on and so on. So it was pretty yep. obvious he was playing a man of the cloth, although we didn't know if it was the same character from the comic or not. We didn't know what kind of cloth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he's a man of the cloth, but we didn't know which kind. Could have been a man of the burlap sack, maybe. You know, we were in uh, my wife and I were in Michael's the other day, and there's uh, they were selling burlap, and I asked her if she would make me a shirt out of burlap. She said, "Sure." Oh yeah, so you're getting a burlap shirt now, eh? I'm gonna get a burlap shirt. Shirt. I'm excited. Can you put the Talking Dead logo on it and then walk around? Well, it's burlap, so I think you can probably needlepoint something in there. So Sound yeah, no problem. Sounds good. All right, I'm gonna let her know that it needs to have the podcast logo on there. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, we, also, my, we also now found out the premiere date for Season 5. Yeah. And that is Tuesday, not Tuesday, October the 12th. <laughs> it's it's this, Tuesday. It's tomorrow. That's right. It's this Tuesday. Uh, October the 12th, 9 p.m., of course, on AMC. So October, Sunday, October 12th. Fun. Which is, again, the day that most people kind of assumed it was going to be on, but... It was sort of between that weekend and the next weekend. We weren't really sure, but the trailer officially announced it Tuesday, 
October 12th, Sunday. Why do I keep saying Tuesday? I don't know, man, because uh, you're thinking of the music industry. Albums always uh, come out on Tuesdays. It, it, I don't know. It must be the heat over here. It's affecting my brain. Maybe is it Tuesday over there? It's not Tuesday over there yet. It's still Monday. It's still Monday. It's going to be Tuesday yeah. sooner than it is where you are, but it's still Monday. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyways, that's that's. I'm just weird. So it's Sunday, October 12. So mark your calendars, everyone. Like you were going to miss that, anyways. Um. Let's see. A couple other quick notes from the panel. Apparently, we will get to see the story of Terminus and how it happened. Whatever that means. Oh. <laughs> I, sh I should say that some of these quotes are not attributed to anybody. So I don't know who said this stuff because I haven't watched the panel myself. It just came from the comingsoon.net live blog. But suffice it and to say. And it's a blog. So not only is it uh, not possibly an actual accurate quote, it's, you know, whatever his interpretation of that quote is. I guess. But I mean, the guy who was was blogging this, uh, you know, he wrote this in quotes as if somebody said it. But still, that doesn't right. mean anything. I've taken min meeting minutes where lots of people were talking, and I put stuff in quotes that were just kind of an interpretation of what they were talking about. Right, because you know what it meant, rather than no one else needed to, really. Well, I know what it meant to me. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah Anyways, so. the story of Terminus we will see, and that's exciting. Now, Kirkman apparently said, we're very quickly we're going to start getting back on track dealing with comic events. And I don't think he just means funny stuff. Well, yeah, and I'm just wondering, uh, you know, have do they feel like they've gotten off of comic events? Like, why would this the, the back on track is a kind of has a negative connotation in that it implies that they got off track and that's a bad thing. Well, I I think it would depend who you ask, right? I think that if you ask a lot of people who are not fans of uh, Glenn Mazzara. Uh, they would say that they got way off track in terms of the comic because it really didn't follow the comic all that closely when he was running the ship. But Scott Gimple seems to be the kind of guy who's steering it much closer back to the comics. So, right. And I think maybe that's what Kirkman likes. He he likes to keep the show closer to the comics when whenever possible. I think. Well, we're going to get back on track, and that's apparently a good thing. I apparently, yeah. Uh, he also said that the group are very different. They're very dangerous people now, which they've always kind of been dangerous, but I guess they're more so than ever. Dangerouser. Yeah, that's right. There will be some suburban slash urban settings, perhaps inspired by the comic book in season five. So they're going back to the city. Right. Or at I'm least, excited about that. Or at least the outskirts of the city. Uh, according to the blog, I think they were asked anything about Beth they were asked about Beth like what's she up to where is she is she alive and apparently they would they wouldn't really say anything about her or who has her so they wanted to keep that pretty close to the chest for now right and of course we'll get into that a little bit with the trailer at the end of it uh Chandler Riggs he came out on stage with a giant can of pudding which is funny awesome and he was eating it on stage apparently <laughs> that's awesome yep. they, they should uh, they should have a booth that sells that stuff at the San Diego comic-con because they would sell out like that. Yeah, like four liters of pudding in a can. Yeah. Totally. For like six bucks or something, that'd be awesome. Oh, they'd sell it for at least 26 or 46 bucks. Yeah, they would sell out. I think so. And then next year, well, it's too late now, but that's a great idea to open up a booth that just sells big cans of pudding. Because, <laughs> you know, people, even if people at the convention just are hungry and need to eat. 
you know? Or maybe, you know, somebody out there at, uh, at San Diego Comic-Con has never watched The Walking Dead and doesn't know the reference to the pudding. They're like, hey, cool, a big can of pudding. And they'd still buy it. They would. Because, heck, even without the reference, it's still a giant can of pudding. Right. And, and that's some people's favorite food. Yeah. Finally, Robert Kirkman was asked a question that I have kind of wondered about for uh, a long time, and it's something we've sort of talked about on the podcast a few times. He was asked, how do you prepare for the loss of humanity from what's been happening? Or, Robert, how do you come up with it? And what the person was asking is sort of how he deals with the fact The Walking Dead is so friggin' depressing most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And why does he do that? And his answer was, it wears on you. There are periods where I'm working on Walking Dead for many days on end, and it gets to you. It helps that I have other projects so that I can get away from it. Though all those are pretty dark, too. Yeah. So it gets to him sometimes. But I'm I'm sort of surprised he's never tried to put something kind of happy in the, sh- in, in the comic. Although I suppose you could argue that there are some happy things in there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the comic has a, you know, even if it's not written down, it has a manifesto, right? Like he has an idea of uh, what this comic is mm-hmm. and it's not a happy place to go. It's not a happy place to be. It, you know, happy things do not happen. So he can't, you know, mentally probably just thinking, I'd like to put something happy in there, but really that's not what this comic is about. Yeah. This is about just torturing people all the freaking time. The world has ended, and it's sad and a brutal place. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, Okay, that's enough about the panel. Let's talk about the trailer for the next three hours or so. Um, Sure. I'm going to start with an email that I got from Paul in Staffordshire, UK. And Paul says, I must say that I'm shocked at how spoilerific that the new trailer for Season 5 of The Walking Dead is. And that reminds me, everyone, we're going to talk about this trailer. We're going to we're going to mention everything we saw in the trailer. So, you know, if you really don't want to know about season five and maybe you haven't watched this trailer, this is probably not going to be the best podcast for you to listen to. Yeah, it's going to be very spoilery in terms of what comes what was revealed in the trailer. And I'll be honest, how some of it relates to the comic book. Because right. there's some stuff in here that um, I think you can't really address without bringing up its comparison to the comics. So we'll try not to go too deep down that road, but it's at least going to be spoilery for the show. So uh, please proceed with caution if you're concerned. Uh, but to continue Paul's email, he said, Upon a single viewing, without even the frame-by-frame examination that I'm sure you guys will have already done, I spotted <laughs> that Rick is reunited with Judith, the group join forces with their captors and leave, that they use Eugene's supposed mission to Washington as their bargaining, and that Beth is alive and mostly well. We even see uh, what may be a scene of someone being cannibalized on a table in Terminus. Is there any question from last season's finale that wasn't answered in this one clip? That's a good question, Jason. Is there- it is, and I, uh, I don't believe so. I can't think of any open questions other than who has uh, Beth. Yeah, there's who has Beth, and there's some of the more specifics, right? But as we sort of speculated a few, maybe last month, you know, how are they going to show a trailer for season five when our gang of heroes is locked in a train car? And, you know, how are they going to show us something without kind of revealing the fact that they all survive and they get out of that train car? And I guess it wasn't a big deal because they took it a step further in this trailer and decided to basically explain to us how they got out and and what sort of saved their ass. 
Yeah, which it is kind of the the to answer your question, you can't show a trailer uh, without spoiling what happens in that train car. So they didn't even bother. No, they just spoiled the shit out of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they they barely even tried. So let, let's get into it. So we the the trailer opens with the final line of season four. Rick saying they're screwing with the wrong people. Yeah. We, we immediately cut to Daryl, who's standing there, then Abraham yelling, move, and then some kind of smoke bomb or something goes off inside it, the train car. It's a flashbang. It's a, just a flashbang, no smoke? It's a, it's a flashbang, yeah. Okay, so... And I assume that it's a, it's a flashbang, and then they throw some other kind of smoke in there. Uh, all right, but, it, but where did it come from? How did they get it? Was Abraham hiding it in his pants, and they didn't, they didn't get it off him when they put him in there? Oh no, that was uh, that was they threw something in. Like the the, the terminus people threw something in because they you know a second later they're coming in with gas masks, right? So they are basically coming into the the car to get those people. So they threw in a flashbang to disorient them, and with smoke and or maybe it was mm-hmm. uh, tear gas or whatever. Maybe it wasn't a flashbang; maybe it was just a tear gas thing. And so that uh, once mm-hmm. the people in the car are uh, disoriented and disabled, they come in with gas masks and pick them up and drag them out of the car. Okay, so they they threw it in there. It wasn't it wasn't somebody in the train car trying to sort of cause a disturbance so that right. the terminus people would have to come and get them. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but as you said, the termites come in with gas masks on. We hear Andrew J. West, who plays Gareth, saying, we didn't want to hurt you, as if, you know, you people forced us to do this. Right. And uh, we see, you know, we see some shots of Rick, Michonne, and Daryl running through Terminus. It looks like, to me, it looked like a mix of footage from the season four finale with some sort of new stuff. Yeah. Uh, just, I guess, as a little recap of, of what happened and how they got there. So, you know, in case anyone forgot, they could be uh, up to date. And finally, Rick falls to the ground, and in a daze, he sees somebody that, you know, apparently is cutting up a body on a table. Yeah. Or, you know, performing surgery. Maybe they're saving that person's life. Who knows? Yeah, with a chainsaw. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a crude, cruel world, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that's you know, true. Maybe you, you, sometimes you have to amputate the leg to save the body. And uh, what's the quickest way to amputate a leg? If you don't have a hatchet, chainsaw. Chainsaw. Definitely. Uh-oh. I think there's a lag. Yeah, I think a little bit. So we've gotten, uh, what, 15 seconds into the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> um. Okay, so after our little Skype problem there... Uh, and we see Rick, or Rick sees someone in cutting up a body on a table. We cut yep. to Gareth talking to them, and they are bound and gagged, Rick, Daryl, and the Stooky Monster. Now, we see a bunch of fast cuts here, and I'm going to run through them really quick. Rick puts a gun to somebody's head. Rick and Michonne are being shot, out, shot at. Uh, we see a termite person shooting from a rooftop. Rick and Daryl running through Terminus. Rick entering the train car. We see Rick, Bob, and Carl running through Terminus. We see Rick staring at the camera intently. And we have a reverse angle of Rick, Daryl, Michonne in line at the train car with car with Carl approaching, which is, I don't think, a shot we saw last season, but maybe. Um, we see Gareth standing. <laughs> and we get more of Rick and the gang running through Terminus. So a whole bunch of running around Terminus again, I think just sort of recapping what happened at the end of uh, season four. Yeah. Now, we go to black and we fade up to a bunch of people bound and gagged 
at what looks like a trough of some kind. Rick is at the far end, and in the foreground, there's a bunch of people that we don't know. It's a bleeding trough. Like I I think the idea is that everybody kind of leans over this trough, and then they cut their throats, and they bleed into it. Are you serious? That never. That's even what a, I think. That never even occurred to me. That's disgusting. Well, what do you think? If they're going to pour a bunch of slop in there, and they're going to force them to eat like pigs? Uh, no, I didn't think that. I, I, you know, I hadn't even really thought about what the trough was for. But uh, all it reminds for drinking. Yeah, maybe here, drink out of this trough of water. No, I get the impression that it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a very badly uh, designed way of, you know, bleeding something. Like usually you hang it up by its feet and then cut its throat. Right. And then, because, you know, once the heart stops beating, then uh, the blood doesn't really flow all that well. So you have to drain it out using gravity. Oh, God. So, but I got the impression that this was a, some kind of bleeding trough. Well, it reminded me of the old men's bathrooms in, in uh, Maple Leaf Gardens where the Leafs used to play. Uh, there weren't urinals there. There were just troughs. And this was a, was a bathroom for old men? Well, that's what the trough reminded me of. I'm not saying that's what it was for. Right. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I like your plan. It's a it's a neck cut and bleeding trough. That's disgusting. Uh, so I wonder if in this scene anyone gets their neck slit. Well, we have some red shirts here on the, uh, on the close end, so possibly. We do. I also think it's interesting that they obviously, ter- Terminus is, has obviously attracted other people that they are treating the same way as our group. So... They seem to do this to pretty much everyone who comes in. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but we get Bob Stuckey begging, you don't have to do this. We can put the world back the way it was, he said. He goes on, we may have, or we have a man that has a cure. We just have to get to Washington. Uh, and Bob says, you just have to take that chance. Yeah. So Gareth doesn't say anything to this. He just smiles evilly. And... Uh, so here's the explanation for why our characters are not have not had their you know throat slit at the bleeding trough and they seem to be all out of the train car and still alive. It looks like Bob and I get maybe the rest of them have convinced Gareth that we have a guy Eugene he knows a cure we're taking him to Washington we can make all of this go away if you just let us go or or let us continue on our mission. Right. And it seems to work because, you know, the rest of this trailer is all of our groups still alive out in different locations. So I guess that's, I guess, you know, Bob's plan worked. Yep. To let them go. So uh, they're pretty much telling us the whole story of the first episode. I mean, yeah, like I said before, we don't know the details, but it seems like we do know the overall sort of idea of what's going on here. Yep. Uh, but we hear Gareth saying, you don't have a choice, all of you. I think, you know, it's somewhat out of context there because we don't know exactly what they don't have a choice about. If it's, you know, if it's uh, making, like letting Terminus people come with them so they can keep an eye on them or or if it's something else, we don't really know. Um, but at this point, we do get a shot of Rick holding Judith. So we yeah. are given the information that he's reunited with his daughter. It looks like he's in some kind of church. Yeah, and it looks like he's in a church. That's right. Now, I don't think that uh, when Gareth says, you don't have a choice, all of you, I don't think he's actually talking to Rick in this scene. I think it's some of that creative editing for trailers we've seen before. So totally out of context. Um, We get a shot of the entire group in the forest, and or at least the people you can see I wrote down are Rick, Carl, Michonne, Bob, Sasha, Rosita, Eugene, Tyrese, 
and some more that are not clear. So others, yeah, others. So it's it's a good portion of of the group, anyways. And Rick and Tyrese are together, so they're clearly reunited. But I guess if he has Judith, he would have to have been reunited with Tyrese and Carol. Yep. And then we hear Gareth say, "You join us. We go to Washington and we cure this thing." So obviously, that's what they're doing. So the uh, the shot of them uh, walking through the woods, they are well armed. Yep. Like they're not the they're not a ragtag you know group of people that have grabbed whatever weapons they can on the way out. Like they've got uh, what looks like M16s and some kind of Kalashnikov. Uh, like they have assault rifles, right? So they're they're well armed at this point. So you think Terminus has 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 armed them and said, "Here, you're going to need this if we're going out on the road." Yes, or they were able to raid the armory or something. Yeah. Now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, of all the shots we see that apparently are post-terminus, either in the forest, on the road, in this church, you know, that we'll get to in a minute, is there ever a scene where you actually see our, you know, group, m- main group of people with terminus people in the same shot? I'm not sure there is. I don't think so. I think everything's been creative editing. But you're assuming that Terminus people have come with them. I am assuming that. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that that happens. I think you're right. I think the... uh, I'm just looking... I'm going back and looking at it now, and I'm trying to think of uh, any shots of the Terminus people actually in the church. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure that there is one, which is interesting. So, you know, they may be trying to get us to believe that... Uh, Bob and and Rick and Daryl and them convinced them that we have to go to Washington to save, you know, humanity, and that the Terminus people are kind of escorting them there. They may they may be sort of pushing us towards that idea, but that may not actually be where the episode goes. Like if there are no shots of Terminus people on the road with them, it kind of indicates to me that maybe Rick and the gang have somehow escaped from Terminus or overtaken. Terminus and killed everyone and then just left maybe. Yeah. But it's hard to say. It is. Um, so yeah, so after Gareth says you can join us, we go to Washington, we cure this thing, we see a slow-mo shot of Rick walking with Glenn and Maggie behind him. Then comes Michonne, Carl, and Eugene, and then Daryl. And somebody voices over. I'm not sure who the voice was, but they say we get to start over, all of us, we're not splitting up again. Right. So, you know, they all got split up after the prison. They've all found each other again at Terminus and somehow destroyed and or escaped from Terminus. And they've decided never to get separated again because that didn't work out so well. Right. Well, it's hard. I mean, they didn't choose to get separated uh, when the prison was attacked by the governor. No, you're right. They absolutely didn't choose it. But I think, I mean, what that line sounds like is we're, you know, somebody saying we're stronger as a group, we're stronger as a team, so we got to make sure we stay together as a team. Right. It's the it's the lost line by Jack, uh, live together, die alone. That's right. Right? That's right. Um, we get a shot of the whole group in the candlelit church. So you got to assume that this church, they get here and they meet up with Father Gabriel. Right. Right? Um, under what circumstances or what's going on at the church at the time, we don't really know. 
and we see Abraham, and he says, we see him in the church, and he says, we get to, when we get to Washington, we'll make the dead die, and the living will have this world again. So they're definitely on that mission, or at least he is. Yep. And uh, we get another shot of Rick sitting with Judith on his lap here, and I think this is the same scene as we saw before, but from a different angle. Right, and no, uh, no terminus people, from what I can tell. Yeah, almost everybody from the prison, but no terminus people. Yeah, which is why I'm thinking, like maybe, you know, maybe even though the trailer kind of wants us to think that terminus has come with them, I'm not so sure that that's actually the case. Right, uh, I might be nick- uh, p- uh, uh, picking nits here, but in this scene where everybody's sitting around in the church, Glenn and Maggie are not sitting together. They're not, and eh? they're yeah. Uh, Maggie's sitting uh, in the front, and Glenn is sitting about two uh, pews back, and it's just his head in the shot. Now, if I were you know hanging out in a church, you know, relaxing overnight, I think I probably would sit with my wife. Now, where's Tara? Is she in the shot? Uh, yeah, she. I think that's Tara beside uh, or near, um, near Maggie. Okay, so Tara's hanging out with Maggie, not with Glenn. Well, they're not sitting together necessarily. They're a little bit farther apart, but right. uh, you know, Tara's closer to Maggie than Glenn is. Well, it could be nothing. Could mean nothing. They're just sitting in different spots. But uh, but you're right. If they were, you know, if they're if they're so close and they're such a they're a, they're a husband and wife now, you'd think they would be right next to each other. But uh, yeah, I would sit know. next to my wife if I were in a zombie apocalypse and we were, you know, holed up in a church for the night. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so. Uh, so, you, you know, there could be some, there could be some uh, tension there. We'll find out. Yeah. Or maybe uh, Glenn's dead at this point and they just superimposed his head into the shot just to confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Glenn's death in a few minutes. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I got some thoughts on that. Uh but you're right. Maybe they're trying to not give away something. Anyhow, so we get a shot of some out-of-focus zombies, which are cool. And then we have somebody on top of a fire truck shooting the water cannon at zombies. And he takes a zombie's head off with the water. Yeah, because they got soft heads. They sure do. But that's also a pretty powerful jet of water. Well, I don't think it would take somebody's head off. No, I'm not a living person, but a, a two-year-old rotting zombie head, it might well, take a yeah. head off. Yeah, they got soft heads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we get another shot of, of zombies. We're starting to get into more zombie shots now. But this one, it looks like there are living people in the far distance. And I went into super high def and zoomed in the video. And I could recognize Rick and Eugene standing there way in the background, but not sure who else was with them. Right. Now we have Michonne butt-ending a zombie. And Rick's saying to Carl that he doesn't trust, quote, this guy. Right. So or the sky. I don't trust the sky. I don't. <laughs> it's getting uh, darker and darker. I don't trust it. There's a storm rolling in. Right. It was, uh, you know, it was a little bit ambiguous to me whether or not it was this guy or the sky. And well, I pretty, I'm pretty sure it was this guy, but, you know, because nobody trusts the sky. That's true. You can't. Uh, and they don't trust this guy either. So the trailer, they're trying to confuse us again. You know, if, if Terminus people have come with them or not uh you know rick is talking about somebody and you have to assume he's talking about gareth because he's working for him now but i don't know if he is right 
could be somebody else. Maybe he's referring to Father Gabriel. Maybe there's something about him, because I think he says that to to Carl in the church. If he does, does he not? In that he shot, said, yeah, he says something. I'm not sure what the line is. I mean, I mean, he says, "I don't trust this guy." They're sitting in the church, so maybe he's, they've met Gabriel, and he's right. like, "I don't trust him," even though he's a priest. I don't trust him. I don't know. So we see Bob killing a zombie, and we see Rick in some sort of store, some department store maybe, looking down through the broken floor at a really gross, droopy face zombie. Right. What was the deal with that guy? Was he just, like, waterlogged? I don't know. It was really nasty. And his face was kind of falling off. It was really gross. We get a quick shot of a bearded zombie, which was cool. You know, you, you, you know, I'd like to see a zombie with a nice big full beard. Well, beards are very popular right now. Yeah. So why not have a bearded zombie? Why not? A hipster zombie. That's right. <laughs> Did he have glasses? He didn't have glasses. No, but we saw glasses zombie later on too. Yeah. So we're getting into hipsters now. Okay. It's Hips- nice that they're keeping up with the times. That's the true. That's true. <laughs> That's right. A couple of years go by hipsters. And then after that, there'll be, uh, you know, hippies <laughs> will return maybe. And you never know. I tell you, mullets are coming back. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, mullets never left the country I am. In five years, they're going to be popular. You're going to have hipsters wearing mullets. I swear. Good times. Maybe I'll grow a mullet. Yeah. What I'll do is grow a really long beard and a mullet and then sort of connect my mullet to my beard. It'll be awesome. Cover my shoulders. It'd be like a mane. Won't have to wear a shirt. All righty, where the hell are we? Um, after Bearded Zombie, we have Abraham in the church, and he's about to butt-end somebody on the ground. Now, he's not butt-ending a zombie because whoever's on the ground raises his arms in defense, which is right. not really something zombies do. No. So Abraham is killing someone in the church. Don't know who. Now we cut out to Carol and Tyrese and Judith on the tracks, and this looks like the scene we already saw from AMC's Talking Dead Season 5 preview special. Right. Not too much new there. Should we speculate on who Abraham was killing in the church? Uh, I'm looking at the some of the shots right now, and the arm that goes up to defend himself is wearing a black watch on the left hand. So we need to go through the rest of this video to see who is wearing a black watch on their left hand. Okay. Uh, Rick gave his watch away in season four. Remember when he, just before he banished Carol. Yeah. It looks like a man's watch. So I think it's a man he's trying to kill. All right. Well, go back and check if Gareth has a watch on in any of the early Terminus scenes at the bleeding trough. That's a good idea. You know, maybe maybe Gareth is with them and Abraham's finally taking him taking him out. I don't know. Um, there's also some speculation out there. Some people have noticed, I didn't go to check for this, but some, some fans noticed that Rick seems to maybe have his watch back in this trailer, which is interesting, um, which would mean that, who was it he gave his watch to? That Sam guy, the hippie guy that they met in the house before he banished Carol, right? I don't recall. I think that's where he got rid of his watch. So maybe Sam has returned. Other people think that Sam is one of the red shirt guys at the bleeding trough in that scene early on too. So maybe Sam has showed up at Terminus and he's going to get his throat cut and then Rick takes his watch back. Mm. I don't know. Um, So after the scene with Carol and Tyrese and Judith, we get Carl saying to somebody, we've all done something. Great. We know that. 
And somebody pointed out that it looks like Carl is wearing an eye patch on his right eye in this shot, but I think it's just sort of a trick of the light, and I think it's a shadow. I don't think Carl has an eye patch on. And now, so now, now we get a group, a shot of the group entering the church, which looks like the first time they've entered the church, and it kind of reminded me of the beginning of was it season two when they entered that house, Carl first, and they were sort of a well-organized raiding party? Season three, because it was after uh, the farm. It was, oh, it was it was after the farm? Yeah. Okay. It was, the, you know, after the farm that they, because they, uh, at the end of season one, they were on the road, and uh, the beginning of season two, they got stuck in a traffic jam, and uh, Sophia went missing and they were looking around for her, and that's when they found the farm. Okay, you're right. And then it was uh, at the end of the farm, they saw the prison. Uh, at the end of the season two, they saw the prison, but it was the beginning of season three when they were raiding the house. Are you 100% sure about that? I feel like season two opened after they'd been on the road for a while, raiding that house. Then there was nothing there, and the zombies came, so they left, and then they got stuck in the traffic jam. Because season two was when they gave Carl a gun. And it was, uh, he wouldn't have oh. had a gun with a silencer going through this house at the beginning of season two. Okay. Because okay. season two, they, uh, they went to, to the gun school and Shane gave, Shane gave, uh, what's her name? The advanced class. Okay. I think you're right. Yeah. I will take your word for it. But anyways, they enter this church in the same sort of fashion where, you know, they're an organized raiding party. They get in there and Father Gabriel appears to be standing outside the church door as Rick busts in first. Right. So I wonder, you know, is he stuck outside his own church for some reason? Is there something in there that he's afraid of or he can't deal with? And he meets these people and says, he says, hey, come help me. There's zombies in my church. Clear it out and I'll let you live there. I'll let you stay there. Well, you remember the comic, right? I do remember the comic. Okay. So the comic, what, what happened was uh, Gabriel was outside the church and it was the congregation inside the church, but they were got infected and turned into zombies. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so maybe that's exactly what's happening here. And so he needs yeah. their help to clear them out. Yeah. So they clear out the church for uh, for Father Gabriel. Right. Okay. Good. That makes sense to me. We see a shot of Gareth and he says, you don't trust us anymore. And the interesting thing about this scene is there's a wall of zombies behind him, sort of behind glass, it looks like. Yep. Is this in the church? Is this somewhere else? Is this in Terminus? I don't know. It's not clear. And you got no idea, eh? Uh, no, I don't have any idea. It could be anywhere. Yeah. I think it's in Terminus or maybe after Terminus. It's hard to tell exactly what happened. Like, we don't know what uh, time frame or we don't know how many episodes this trailer spans, right? It's not just going to be the, it's not just the first episode because they can't have all of this in the first episode. No, I think this spans probably the first three, maybe four. Right. So the first episode, I think, is them getting their uh, butts out of Terminus. And the second episode would be uh, on the road and finding the church. And the third episode will be dealing with the church. Right? right. So I think maybe Gareth and that crew were part of the second episode, but maybe got killed off in that episode. Right. Okay. So I think this is second episode. This, this second shot. episode stuff where they're not at the church yet. They're not at the church yet. All right. But somehow they're standing in front of some sort of glass wall of zombies. Right. They're hole up someplace. All right. Uh, Michonne, we see her outside alone at night, and she's drawing her katana. No real context for what's going on there. We get a shot of the whole group in the church, I think, 
and Rick has a voiceover, and he says, these people are my family, and if you hurt them in any way, I will kill you. Who knows who he's talking to or what he's exactly talking about. Right. Here we have Glasses Zombie now in waist-deep water, and Sasha is in the background, which I thought was yep. interesting. And then we get an outdoor shot of Michonne with some sort of double-edged modification to her sword, it looks like. Yeah, she made some kind of uh, super weapon out of it. What the hell is going on there? This is like the double-edged lightsaber reveal in whichever Star Wars movie that was. It's like, oh my god, I thought lightsabers only had one blade and now they can have two. Yeah, that was episode one. Yeah. Well, double-edged lightsaber is pretty cool. Double-edged katana is pretty cool too. We get a random shot of Tyrese in the church, I think, and then we see Daryl sneaking around a corner in what looks like an urban area. Mm-hmm. That looks like maybe one of these city scenes. And we have Abraham then reiterating, we all need to leave for DC right now. Right now. So that is going to be an important thing. We see Glenn killing a zombie outside. We see Daryl uh, and I guess a bunch of people with flashlights approaching the church at night. And we see more zombies behind glass. To me, it looked like the same bunch that Gareth was in front of earlier. Yeah. I mean, how many scenes with zombies behind glass can they do? It's probably the same place. Yeah, probably two. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Maybe two, and we've seen them both. Uh, We see Abraham killing zombies outside of a brick building. Again, looks a little bit more like an urban area. And... Now we have a scene with Rick apparently talking to Abraham, and he says, we're not going anywhere without our people. And I have a feeling that this is audio taken from a different scene. So I think this is some creative mixing here. Unless, here's another idea I had. Um, What if somehow a smaller group of our heroes has escaped and or left Terminus, and Abraham wants to leave for DC because he that's his mission. That's his most important mission. But Rick says, we can't go. We have to rescue the rest of our group before we hit the road. True. So I think this is a, 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 you know, maybe even a third take on sort of how things get out of Terminus. Maybe Gareth says, you, 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 and you, you know, and I mean sort of Rick, Abraham, Eugene, a couple other people maybe. You guys go... To, to DC, we're keeping your friends here. That's how we, you know, that's how we know you're going to come back for us. Oh. And so they leave, and then Abraham is like, this is good. We can go. We can get this thing done in DC. And yes, then we have to come back. We'll worry about that later. But Rick says, no, they're not safe. We need our people. We're all leaving together, or none of us are leaving. I like that idea. I think, I think that, I don't know. I have a feeling that might be what's going on here. But again, who really knows? Um, We see Daryl killing a zombie, and there's a bunch of them in the background. So he's in a zombie-infested area and possibly in some trouble. Yep. And what do we get next? Sasha saying uh, something about, you sure the three of us are gone? I don't really know what that means. Yeah, uh, just before that, we get a shot of uh, what's-his-name from Terminus holding an assault rifle. Oh, Gareth? Yeah. It, okay, so this shot is important because uh, he's holding an assault rifle. He's standing in a doorway and looks like he's sneaking around or trying to get into that doorway. But behind him is a placard with a bunch of hymnal numbers on it, hymn numbers on it. So this looks like a church to me. 
Oh, so somehow I missed that one. So Gareth is, in theory, standing there in the church. Yes. But he's hiding behind a door. Does maybe... He looks like he's about to go through a door. Like, uh, you know how you hide behind a door jam just before you burst into a room? Right. You you know how you do that, right? Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I figured. But behind him is like, you know, uh, I don't remember the last... I don't know the last time you were in a church... But they have, uh, up at the front, they have a, a placard with a bunch of numbers on it showing what hymns are going to be sung that day. Mm-hmm. So that's what's behind him. So it, I think he is in it. This is the first time I've seen this. Like, I've missed this the last 10 times I watched this. And as we're talking, I'm kind of, you know, pressing play and pause to get through the scene. So this is the first time I've noticed this. Okay. So I think maybe he comes all the way to the church. Okay, but does he come with them or does he follow them there and they don't know he's there? Oh, yes, because in the door, so the doorway he's about to go through, there looks like the shadow of a head of some kind. So somebody's shadow is on the door. So maybe he's following them and uh, is being very sneaky, sneaky. But then why would he, like, if he knows they're in the church, why would he enter the church? Why wouldn't he sort of hide out in the woods and just keep an eye on the place until they leave? I Who knows? Maybe he's some kind of weird sociopath. <laughs> Maybe. I think there's a there's probably a good likelihood of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's interesting. So we don't know. I But I think this kind of supports my theory that a small group is sent out of Terminus to go to D.C., and maybe the rest of the gang is held back, but Gareth has a team that's following the small group to keep an eye on them. Right. That's what I'm going with. That could be. So anyways, we get that scene of of Sasha. I don't know who she's talking to or what she's talking about. Then we get a scene of Rick yelling, go, and raising his gun. And it looks like nighttime outside the church to me in that scene. Yep. So maybe they're fleeing the church at this point, or they've had some sort of confrontation with Gareth and his group if they indeed have snuck up on them. Who knows? Um, now we get an interesting shot of Abraham on a deserted road, dropping to his knees, and he looks totally dejected, like he's just lost his will to continue. Yeah, so what I think is happening here is that they've made it all the way to where Washington, D.C. is supposed to be, but at the end of the road, it's just simply not there anymore. Don't you think it would be simpler if it was just somebody really close to him has died? Like maybe Eugene has been killed, and now he's like, that was it, that was our last hope, and I just, what's the point of going on? Well, you know, that's a possibility, but uh, I think the easiest explanation is that Washington, D.C. is gone. <laughs> right. The whole city is just gone. Yeah. It's and... now just, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just gone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why not? We yeah. we got here. We got all this way. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, my God. The city's not here. It's it's not here. It's just, it's it, you know, there's a void. All right. There's a void of a city. Um, it's either that or someone has died and he's not happy about it. Yeah, I figure. Um, we see Abraham yelling at Rick, you don't know what is at stake. And I'm pretty sure Rick knows what's at stake by this point, you know. Um, and and I sort of the feeling I had here is this reinforces my, my theory about the small group leaving Terminus because I have the feeling that maybe Rick and him are now arguing about going back to rescue the group versus going ahead to, to Washington, D.C. Right. Because as you know, Rick would want to go back and get his people. <clears throat> True. So now a quick shot of Carol and Daryl in the forest at night. That's the first time we've seen them together in a while. Well, just standing I, was, there with I think this is the first time we've seen Carol. In the trailer. No, we saw her on the highway with Tyrese before. But just oh, we before. did? Okay. Yeah. 
All right, so um, we have confirmation that Carol is actually still alive. Still alive and with the group. Yeah. And now we see uh, fighting, uh, you know, fighting zombies in what looks like Terminus, I think. It looks like maybe zombies have overrun Terminus. So maybe Carol and Tyrese do lead a herd of zombies to Terminus. And it's uh, everything's on fire. There's a large fire in the background. That's yeah. right. Something, something is going down there. That's for sure. Yeah. Bunch of quick cuts. Um, mystery guy dragging Rick away. I don't know who mystery guy is. We see some zombies. We see a bloody hand. We see some wait, people. Wait, put... wait, wait. Let's okay. go back. Yeah, yeah. Mis- stop me anytime. Mystery, uh, mystery guys uh, dragging Rick away. He's got a gag on. So this is uh, a shot right back to when they were dragging them out of the uh, the train car. Oh. So this is, yeah, he's wearing a gag and he's bound and the, there's other people in the background picking up other people that have zip ties around their feet and stuff. So this is them, uh, this is the Terminus people dragging uh, our intrepid heroes out of the train car. So we're right back at the beginning now. Yeah. All right, so that's good. Um, after that, some zombies, then the bloody hand. Anything about the bloody hand? Uh, he's got a can. He's holding a can. He's holding yeah. a can. He drops the can. So that's in the store. Uh, that would Do be think... in the... Oh, have we got a lag again? No, I think we're okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think we're back in the shots of the store. So they when they were going in some kind of store. It's not a zombie hand, though. It's a living hand that's just covered in blood. Uh, that I don't know. All right. Who knows? I don't know if zombies carry cans around very much, but they might. They might if they're... You know, if, they, if he worked in the store before he was a zombie... True, very might, true. You know, zombie residual memory might uh, require this guy to continuously stock shelves for all of eternity. <laughs> sounds sounds hilarious. Yeah. All uh, right, so we see some people pushing over a shelf in that waist-deep water that we saw before. Yep. There seems to be some sort of um, zombie battle in waist-deep water in a basement or something like that, so that should be exciting. Yeah. Possibly where Droopy Face Zombie was. Uh, most likely, yeah. If they were in the yeah. water, then Droopy Face would uh, be super waterlogged. Yeah. Well, we had uh, Teabag Zombie from the well in season two, mm-hmm. and Droopy Face Zombie is just another take on the waterlogged zombie, I guess. Yeah. We see P- Tyrese punching something or somebody. We see Glenn, Abraham, Rosita by a truck. Uh, yep. Then another zombie. Then Abraham in the dark. A lot of out-of-context stuff here. Yeah. Sasha yelling, where are our people? Interesting. Uh, Then we see a shot of the never again, never trust candle room slash shrine at Terminus. Can you tell who's in that shot? Is there anybody in it or is it just the room? It's just a room. Okay, so just a reminder that that room exists. Now we see a bus flipping over. And I think this is the, um, this is a bus where, uh, a second ago when we saw Glenn Abraham and Rosita by a truck. No, this is not that. They were by a truck. This is a bus flipped over. Yeah, and the, um, the bus on the sign on the front says church bus. Oh, so they leave the church in the bus, but yeah. then crash it. Yeah, and the, it really gets some good air, and I'm having a hard time believing that a church bus can obtain enough speed to get this kind of air, well, a bus presumably a- full of people. A bus is a bus. I mean, it, it just because it's a church bus doesn't mean it can't go fast. No, it has not. Sorry, I, maybe I misspoke. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's a church bus. It just it's a bus, right? It's a short okay. bus. Yeah. Uh, but I have a hard time believing that a bus could get enough speed to get this kind of air 
without uh like presumably it just hits this truck and you know magically gets some air instead of just smashing into the truck mm-hmm. uh so it would i just anyway i just disbelieve that this spectacular of an accident could happen on a uh an old bus or not an old bus but a bus well maybe they built a ramp to try and jump the bus over the truck and didn't quite make it dumbasses <laughs> yeah we could have just drove around guys why do we have this big ramp yeah uh, anyways, the bus flips over and crashes, which is, whether it flies, has enough air or not, it's bound to be an exciting scene. We see Carl and Rosita, I think, aiming some guns, hiding behind a desk. This was How totally you... out of context. I have no idea where they are. No, this is the church, and I'll tell it's you why. the church? Okay. Uh, one, because they're hiding behind a desk with, a, with an old push-button phone from the 80s, right? So... You know, a church most likely would not upgrade their phone system to something uh, a little more advanced. And right. there's no computer on the desk either, right? Like this this, uh, this is straight out of the 80s, the early 90s. So this is why I'm assuming that it's the church. It's a church office is what I'm thinking. Okay, well, that, that seems to make sense. Churches are out of date. <laughs> well, no, they, they, you know, they don't upgrade all that often. You know, if something works, you just go with it. Sure. Right? And also another thing to note in this uh, in this shot is that Carl's hat is not on his head; it's on a stack of books to his left. Uh huh. So I think he's trying to. Uh, it's a decoy. He put his hat on a stack of books as a decoy. Shoot me here, and yeah. then I'll shoot you from over here. Yeah, it's it's the it's the cowboy maneuver where you put your hat, uh, you put your cowboy hat on a stick, and you hold it up over the rock, and somebody shoots it. <laughs> or you put it on a cactus and draw little eyes or googly eyes on the cactus and then you hide somewhere else. That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so what's happening though? Why are they hiding in the church? Is somebody raiding the church? Maybe Gareth has busted into the other room, but Carl was was off you know, in, in the office doing something else? Who knows? It could be. You don't put your hat on a stack of books in order to lure zombies away from you. No. You put your hat on a stack of books in order to draw fire. So there, this is human on human contact that we're uh, that we're that's happening here. So I think maybe uh, I think maybe the uh, what we assumed or speculated was that uh, the terminus people show up at the church after, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a, a shootout, good old fashioned shootout inside a church. Church is supposed to be a safe place. Yeah, but that's only in Highlander, not in Walking Dead. That's for sure. No, no, Walking Dead. All bets are off. All right, well, we see a quick shot of Droopy Face Zombie again with a long tongue sticking out of his mouth this time. Dick. This shot, I I happened to pause right on this shot as I was making these notes. I must admit, this zombie did not look very good when paused. To me, it really looked like a guy in a mask. Yeah. When it was fast and quick, I didn't really think about it, but paused i don't know maybe the effect isn't quite done yet maybe they're going to enhance it a little with digital effects but i didn't think this zombie looked that great in this shot right so the uh the person doing the uh the the digital effects is like no 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 don't put that in the trailer don't oh my god that's my work up there what are you doing i need another four months to fix that (laughs) that's right but they wanted to put him in there yeah uh we see a zombie hand grabbing bob we see rick in the church pews telling carl we're not safe Interesting. Mm -hmm. Then we see a huge explosion with bodies flying everywhere. Yeah. So is this related to Terminus being on fire previously? I would think so. Yeah, something. There's a a big building in the background. And it's not the building that's exploding? 
I wouldn't know. It's not the building that's exploding. There's another building just to the right of that. That is the uh, is I'm not sure what it is, but it's a big building. So right. I assumed that this was terminus. Something exploded at terminus, which caused all the mayhem to you know break out, and the fire. That's why everything's on fire when they're sort of fighting zombies at terminus. Yeah. All right. Um, now we see somebody with short red hair and a dirty face hiding in some bushes. I'm glad you not- called this out because. This was confusing to me because this is completely out of context of everything else in this entire trailer. It really was. I thought at first it was Carol, but it's not. If you pause it and look at this person, as far as I can tell, it's not her. So it's a new person, which is weird. Yep. And why do they have, like, is it just dirt on their face or is it some sort of camouflage paint? Who are they? What are they doing? And what's going on? I think it's the children of the corn, and this is Malachi. Could it be, uh, you know, in the comic, when the group is on the road and they're staying in the church, this is kind of along the lines where we have those um, cannibal hunter, uh, the hunters they call them, that are cannibals. Yeah. Could this be that storyline poking in here a little bit. Everyone sort of assumed that the Terminus people were a replacement for them because they're probably cannibals. And now if we have turnip, turn, turnipness, turnip, Terminus people, <laughs> um, you know, hunting them or following them, that sort of feels like that's what they're doing here. That's, you know, that's the comic storyline in the TV show here. But maybe there's another group that are hiding out or watching them or doing something else. Right. Or maybe that's just a Terminus person in the bushes watching them. I don't know. I think uh, the, for me, the most likely explanation at this point is that the Terminus people are following our heroes and uh, do attack the church Mm -hmm. at some point. And this is one of the Terminus people hiding in the bushes. Yeah, it's probably someone we, maybe it was someone in the background of some stuff at Terminus at the end of season four, or it's just someone that we haven't met yet and just happens to come along. Yeah. But you're probably right. It was weird to, sh- to focus on that person though, with having no context for who it was. Yeah. Um, we get, we get uh, another shot of the water cannon on the fire truck, a zombie getting cut in half by water. And I wrote down a zombie at a window. I guess that's there. He, he, he's knocking on the window. He's saying, hey, uh, I would like to eat some of you people. Can you let me in, please? Can you just uh, stick your arm through here? I'll just nod <laughs> off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, I don't necessarily want to kill you or eat the whole person. You know, just if I could have, you know, two fingers. Is it, you know, that's not too much to ask. Can I just have two fingers? Stick, mm-hmm. them, stick your hand through here, and I'll just, you know, I'll stay to the two. Yeah. I just need a little snack. Yeah. All right. Now we have one of the most potentially conversation-inspiring shots of the whole trailer right next. And it is a big, bald guy swinging a club of some kind at a bound and gagged Glenn who is on his knees on the ground. So, people, I'm going to talk about the comic a little bit here, and I'm going to spoil something uh, rather large from the comic here. Yeah, so we've given spoiler warnings before, but this is the spoiler warning of all spoiler warnings uh, you this this will upset you if you don't know what's going on in the comics. In the comic, that's right. And that is that in the comic, Glenn is no longer alive. 
in the comic. And he was killed by a character in the comic. Uh, well, when a character in the comic repeatedly hit him in the head with a baseball bat as he was bound on his knees on the ground. Yeah. In a lineup of people. And I, as far as I could tell from this scene, Glenn wasn't the only person bound on the ground here. So this scene really, in the trailer, really reminded me of that scene from the comic of Glenn being hit in the head and, you know, beaten to death. So I was a little worried <laughs> when I saw this, especially considering the ru- the rumors we heard uh, uh, last month about Glenn filming his death scene yep. and Glenn being killed off. And now we get this, which is so reminiscent of his death scene in the comic book that I'm like, oh my God, Glenn is totally dead. The only problem where all this falls apart is Glenn is clearly in a bunch of the scenes that are apparently post-terminus, out on the road, in the, in the, church. In the church, and so on. Yep. And so, this, is, this scene is at terminus because one of the guys behind him, not the guy swinging the bat, is wearing a plastic uh, bib or overall of some kind, some kind of plastic sheeting. Yep. And there was a shot of him, that same guy, wearing that same plastic sheeting while all of the people were uh, bent, over, bent over at the trough. Right. So, so definitely at Terminus. Yes. This happens probably within the first 10 minutes of this, the season premiere, in my opinion. So how do we, how do we parse this information then? I think... Uh, you know, I don't think Glenn dies at Terminus. No. Um, that would be bizarre if he did, considering what else we've seen in this trailer. And I don't know how they would make that work. Yet, this scene is so reminiscent of his death scene in the comic that maybe they're just screwing with us. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I could see this scene being one of these scenes where it is like the comic book, and everyone is watching it thinking, oh my God, oh my God, this is this is about to happen, right? The comic readers are, I mean. Yep. And then, you know, that guy swings that bat, and at the last second, someone goes, wait, okay, we'll go to DC, and we'll cure this, and you can come with us, or whatever, whatever the deal is, you know? Yep. Like, maybe Gareth and the Terminus people are saying, you agree to this deal, or we're going to start bashing in skulls, starting with this guy. Right. And then he's about to swing that bat, but somebody stops him and says, fine, we'll take your deal. Right. That's that's all I can think of. So, I've got another uh, option. Is that uh, this is complete and utter disinformation, because in this shot, uh, Glenn is in perfect focus. And the guy in the bat and the guy wearing the uh, the overalls, the plastic overalls, are not in focus. I think with today's modern technology, it would be relatively simple to superimpose somebody else over top of uh, the person actually being hit in the back of the head with the bat. So maybe they took a shot of Glenn and put it over, laid it over top of the person that actually gets hit, and one of the red shirts at the end of the uh, the end of the trough. Uh, you know, maybe they kill a couple of people before uh, Bob Stuckey starts negotiating. Have they ever done that before? Have they showed us a shot in a trailer that that wasn't in the show? Uh, not that I know of. No. But I've, we've never gone back and done a post-mortem on a trailer either. No, that's true. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, we could go back and do last year's trailer maybe and see see how it see how it fits in with the what we actually saw in the show. I don't know, man. I'm not... Like, yes, I could see them 
I can see them doing, like they do creative editing all the time. They take dialogue from one scene and put it over another scene to sort of make you think one way, right? That yeah. happens all the time. But actually replacing somebody in a shot just to mess with us, I guess it's possible. Yeah. I guess well, anything is possible. The most likely scenario is that they're, this guy's going to uh, hit Glenn in the back of the head, but then somebody yells, wait, and he stops. Right. Not that, you know, if I was swinging a bat at something like a baseball, let's just say something nonviolent, really like a, let's, let's say I'm playing T-ball. Uh-huh. Okay. And I started swinging that bat at that ball, fully intending to hit that ball. Like there's no doubt in my mind, I'm just going to swing the bat and hit the ball as far as I can get that ball to go. Right. And halfway through my swing, someone yells, wait, my brain is not going to process that and be able to tell my body to actually stop swinging the bat. Oh, I don't know. You can stop a bat pretty fast. You might hit, you might tick the ball, but you wouldn't hit it full power. I don't know. That's, but it, it's all a matter of uh, what your brain is telling your body to do. Like your, your brain has already given your body the complete and utter go ahead yeah. to do this thing. Like you're doing this thing. And then someone yells, wait at halfway through your swing. Not only do you have to process that message, wait, and then figure out that you should actually wait and then start telling your body to stop what you're doing. Uh, like at that point, I think the reaction time of someone, uh, it would be very, very, very difficult not to actually follow through. Well, professional baseball players check swing all the time where they sort of half swing, but then they stop because the balls, they, they can, they see the ball dropping or going inside or outside and they want to take the ball instead of the strike. Right. And they, they do that all the time, but they are professional baseball players. Yes. And their brains are also in that decision process, right? Like they right. know that there might be a checkpoint between uh, starting to swing and actually swinging. Right. And they've, you know, their reaction time, they've, they've practiced this, right? It's part of their, uh, it, it's part of their muscle memory. Right. Whereas this guy, I don't think him starting to swing at the back of somebody's head and stopping halfway through is part of his muscle memory. All right. So what it looks like to me then is whether they stop or not, Glenn probably takes a bat to the head, but not enough to kill him. I don't know. That's a big guy taking a bat to the back of the head. This guy looks like he's, he, he looks mean and he looks muscular and he looks like he yeah. really wants to take Glenn's head off. He does. He does. I, I think maybe that, uh, you know, say after saying all of that, uh, you, the chances are this guy's going to follow through, you know, he's read the script, right? So he knows that at some point somebody's going to yell, wait. And, uh, I think that he'll probably will stop. I don't think it'll be realistic that he does stop, but I think he will stop before he All hits right. Glenn. Yeah. I, I don't know. I could... Maybe obvi- he's a professional baseball player. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe o- although a- he looks like he's trying to chop lumber rather than swing a baseball bat, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, some some batters, uh, some players swing like they're chopping lumber, I, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I just... it It was one of those things where, oh my God... Glenn's going to die, and it's coupled with the rumor we heard that he is, but then it doesn't work with the fact that he apparent, apparently is alive in all those scenes after Terminus. So I don't know. He Even if he takes a crack to the head, I don't think it kills him, but I think we're maybe meant to think that uh, Glenn might be you know, in trouble. Yeah. And it's too know. early for him to die. It is too early, but you know, not as many people died in season three as in previous seasons, at least big characters. So season, uh, sorry, in, uh, not, did I say three? Not as many died yeah. in season four 
as before that. And so maybe in season five, they're going to make up for it by killing off some major characters. Right. Starting with Glenn. Right. Yeah. Right in the, uh, the beginning of the first episode. Poor guy. You know, if they didn't kill off, uh, uh, what's his name in the cold open of season three. Herschel. Herschel. Then uh, they're not going to kill. They're not. They can't kill Glenn in the first episode. Just can't. And then do they'd it. have. And then they'd have to superimpose him into that church scene, like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, and, and because of the spoilers out there, they'd have to keep the poor guy, the poor actor, on set for at least a couple of more episodes. Because if he, you know, he went and filmed the first part of the first episode, the season premiere, and then packed his bags and was seen in Florida, or you know, wherever. He uh, people would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why aren't you filming? Yeah, but they're careful about that sort of stuff. So they'd you know, have to they keep, keep him on set. The poor actor would have to sit there uh, in a trailer for uh, for four months, uh, knowing full well that his uh, that his character has been killed off. It's a horrible yeah, thing to do. Getting paid, I'm sure it's not that worst, not that bad. A I don't scenario. think I'd want. Well, yeah, but you'd have to be on set, right? Like you couldn't just hang out in a hotel room. Which would That's be true. hanging out in a hotel room for a couple of months would be bad enough, but hanging out in a trailer someplace for a couple of months with all these people that you've gotten to know over the last four years, and uh, you're dead, you're you're dead, <laughs> your character's yeah. dead, and uh, you're still you'd be like a ghost walking around the set. Yep, what he's a dead. Horrible, all right. horrible thing to have to go through. All right. Well, maybe that's just part of the deal. Anyhow, we'll find out. We will find out in October when this show comes back. Um. After the Glenn shot, though, we get a shot of droopy face, droopy face zombie again, this time getting a knife in his neck. Yep. So I don't think droopy face survives very long. Probably not. We see Father Gabriel crying in the church. Yep. So something's going on there. Uh, Tyrese and Carol by a river. It's probably a shot from before they get, you know, reunited with the group. Yep. And then a quick shot of a van falling off a bridge with a decimated city. In the background. This shot excited me. I'm very happy to see this shot. Okay. I'm excited about them going back to Atlanta. Maybe it's not Atlanta. Well, yes, but they, they filmed in Atlanta, right? Okay, I get it. So we're, we're seeing seeing this. They're back in an urban setting, which I really, really like. Yep. I'm excited about that. I think that's cool, too. Uh, whether, you know, the context of when and how and why they go back there, who really knows? Maybe it's just a mission because there's something in the city they need. Or maybe they're actually getting to Washington, D.C. in the first half of season five. Maybe. You know, maybe that is supposed to be Washington. That would be incredible. Maybe this is Philadelphia because, if, uh, you know, what, we remember Washington is gone. Right. Sorry. So this would be, I, I don't, I think Philadelphia is south of Washington. Would you go to Philly first? No, I think Philly's north of Washington. Oh, man, I don't know my U.S. geography. Well, I know when my a friend of mine was living in Princeton, New Jersey, it was like an hour to Philadelphia, and I think Washington was farther. They're close. I know that. Uh, Anyways. All right. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia is between uh, Washington, D.C. and New York, so yeah, they would be going through uh, Pittsburgh. Right. <clears throat> I would assume. Oh, okay. no, they've been well, coming from that way, so... Oh, man, who knows where they're... No, Roanoke. North. I'm going with Roanoke. Okay, <laughs> West Virginia? Yeah. Roanoke, West Virginia? Yeah. All right. There you go. Why not? Um, what happens next? So the van falls off the bridge. That seems like a, you're right, a pretty cool scene. Hopefully nobody we like is in that van, because it's going off a pretty high bridge. Yep. Uh, they crashed a, see... a bus in the van now. That's right. 
Yeah. Just vehicle after vehicle, they keep destroying. Yeah. And now we get my favorite shot in the whole trailer because of just the way it was staged. We see Rick machine gunning down a bunch of zombies from the back, and then he turns and he raises his gun towards the camera, and it's just, the shot goes into slow motion as Rick kind of lowers his weapon and slowly looks away. Like he turns around expecting more danger, but nothing is there. And the look on his face I thought was awesome. The way they went into slow-mo was really effective. I love this shot. Yeah, it was uh, it was really nice. Like super well done. And and Andrew Lincoln just, he seems like, he seems so intense and he he's just so into what he's doing. And you absolutely, totally believe that he's fighting for his life in that moment. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of the trailer because we see Walking Dead title card and then fade to black, but it's not really the end of the trailer. Now we get our hint at what's been going on with Beth for the next for the last while. Mm-hmm. So we hear a voice, and uh, the voice is saying, every sacrifice we make needs to be for the greater good. We fade up to an unknown location, some sort of building complex, and the voice says, in here... You're not the greater good. You're part of a system. And then we cut to Mystery Woman with a police badge talking to Beth. Yep. And she's the one saying this stuff to Beth. We don't know who she is. We don't know where Beth is. But uh, clearly somebody with some authority has Beth. And we see Beth sitting at an open elevator shaft looking down, pointing a flashlight down, which was a really strange scene. Like I don't know what's going on there. And then we get a fast cut of a zombie eating another person in uniform, a man who looks to be dead on the ground in with a police uniform on, and Beth is sneaking up behind them. Sneaky, so sneaky. she might be about to take out that zombie, I don't know. And I noticed she has a cast on her arm, too. She does, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Next shot is a close-up shot of somebody strapped to a table with their arm being cut off or yep. worked on in some way. Uh, it sounds like there's a saw, I think, going. Yep. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, we zoom out a little bit, and Beth is holding that person down. So she's kind of helping this operation. She's she's working with these people that she's now with, or being made to work with them. I don't really know. We see Beth shooting a zombie point blank in the head with another one coming through a doorway behind it. And then we see Beth outside in hospital scrubs running and another man in hospital scrubs behind her. Now we cut back to Mystery Woman from the uh, who was talking to Beth originally, and she raises something and looks like she hits Beth or clubs her with something. The end. That's it for the trailer. So where do you think Beth is and what's going on with her? Well, I think that uh, my first thought was that she's in prison. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, an actual real-life prison. But then, uh, you know, going through the, the trailer shot by shot now, I see that the uh, the uniform that that woman is wearing, uh, the badge on the si- on her arm says uh, police at the top, and at the bottom it says city of, and then the other part is hidden. So she oh. is police. Mm-hmm. And I think that either they're in a hospital. It sort of looks like a combination hospital slash police station. But mm-hmm. that really doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's probably just a hospital. Yeah. And I think that the arm being amputated is more cannibals. I think that they're like the system that she's part of is 
food for people. So they're not saving that person. They're not cutting an arm off because he or she was bit. You think they're cutting an arm off to eat? Yeah, because... Uh, and Beth no, appears that person's to be... bit. I'm looking at the arm. I can see a bite mark clearly on the lower portion of the arm. They're cutting it off. Uh, that person was bit. Okay, so they're they're saving the person. Yeah. At least that's what it looks that's like. A woman, and yeah. Beth is willingly, you know, involved in that helping helping the procedure. Like she's holding the person down. She probably told him to do that because she knows that it saved her father, cutting off that's his true. leg, his foot. That's so true. she's probably like. You can still save her. You got to cut the arm off. So I think she's hmm. she's directing this whole thing. Very interesting. So overall, though, Beth was taken in the night by somebody in a car. Um, the person who took her possibly thinks that they were rescuing her because she comes running out of a house at night that you know with zombies around. So they don't think they're like kidnapping her. They think you got to come with us. You're in danger here. They drive back to this hospital where they've been living and Beth is now integrated into this group living in this hospital and sharing her knowledge, sharing her experience and becoming part of this group. Yep. Now that seems, that seems like it works. We don't know anything about this group. Uh, we don't know sort of what their system is. Um, you know, they could have some crazy ideas about, you know, how you live in this, in this world. And we don't know why the policewoman at the end appears to hit Beth or attack her or whatever. Yep. She looks She looks mad, though. She does look she mad. she got a mad face on. I guess that's all information we will, you know, figure out at some point later. But it is interesting. And then we, of course, don't get any context of the elevator shaft scene. Uh, is Beth, you know, thinking of jumping down the elevator shaft or is there some other, you know, reason she's looking down there? And of course we have no idea how our, uh, our other group reunites with Beth if they do. I imagine they will at some point, but we don't know. We don't have the details there. True. But confirmation that Beth is alive. That's good. Which, which was a big question. And, uh. I think probably the Beth storyline is the one I'm most intrigued about, to be honest with you. That's because that's the one they gave us the least information on. It really is. Yeah. It really is. So there you go, man. There is the season five trailer. We probably won't get any more season five footage before October. Uh, What did I say? October the 12th when the show comes back. So that's all we got. But I feel like it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a hell of a lot. Just to really recap, really quickly recap, um, the group gets taken out of the train car by people at Terminus. For what reason, we don't know exactly. For eating purposes, we know that. Okay, for eating. Let's just say it. They're going to eat them. They're going to chop them up and eat them. Um, But they manage to bargain with them using Eugene's apparent knowledge of a cure to let them go onto the road to Washington. I think it's our theory, or at least my theory, that a smaller group of people are let go from Terminus with some Terminus people following them, probably secretly. Yep. Uh, they end up fighting at the church, and um, and I think our group, Rick's group, eliminates the people that were following them yep. from Terminus, at which point they go back to Terminus to 
to rescue the rest of their people who are there, also knowing that the Terminus forces will be depleted because they just killed a bunch of them in the church. Right. After that, I think they get back on the road, make their way to Washington, and if they don't get to Washington in the first half of the season, which I do feel like would be really fast, I have a feeling they're going to get there um, by the end of the season. That being said, those urban scenes that we saw in the trailer, in that case, wouldn't be from Washington stuff, unless they've filmed it already, but they don't seem to, to do that too much. I think normally they film an episode at a time in order. Right, yep. But who knows? Maybe they could have mixed it up a little bit just just for this year, so I don't know. Um, and then Beth, she seems to be living in a hospital, working with the people there, but we don't really know what the what's going on. So maybe she's already in Washington, and this is where they're trying to figure out the cure. Maybe she beat everybody there. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know how she'd get there that fast. She doesn't even know that's where they're going. So that'd be weird. It would be weird. Anything else about this trailer that struck you, Jason? I think we covered it pretty meticulously. Yeah, and I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, spoilery information. Like, I think we we have a, a reasonable plot line for the first three episodes. Yeah, I think so. Much more so than, than previous years. Now, that being said, we've done this kind of speculation on the season four trailer and the season three trailer, and... We pretty much got most of it wrong, and that was really because of the way they edited it, it together, right? Yeah. To make you think one thing, and then it's totally the opposite. In this case, they've probably done that too, so I wouldn't be surprised if we're just totally backwards on some stuff. But I feel like it's been laid out in front of us a little bit more clearly than it ever has before. Yeah, I feel that way too. So we'll see. It's, uh, it's certainly made me excited for the return in October, though, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, um, I think we should uh, count our count our Skype lucky here and, and end this before uh, before anything bad happens. We should count our Skype chickens before they Skype hatch. Something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. All right. um, if you've got any thoughts on the trailer, listeners, um, by all means, send us emails or, or calls, and uh, we'd love to hear what you had to say. We did get one call from somebody about the trailer, and I apologize I couldn't play it because the uh, Central European Talking Dead recording studio is not quite as advanced as the uh, as the one, the normal studio. Right. And so I wouldn't have been able to play this call and have Jason hear it and so on. And also it's so hot in here, I'm about to uh, sweat through the chair. So I think we need to wrap it up now before that happens. Okay. But maybe we'll That's... call that, or I'll play that call uh, uh, on the next podcast when I'm back in the regular studio. So don't fret. And... If you want to send email, send it to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Anything about the trailer or really anything else about the Walking Dead TV show or what you think about what's coming up on season five, go to our website and click the send voicemail button to send us uh, to record a quick voicemail, which we love to get. And you can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the talking dead or on Twitter at talking dead. Um, is that everything, Jason? I think that's, that's all the that's ways it, my friend. Can contact us. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for doing this. It has been fun. You can get on with your day now since it's still the morning where you are. Yeah, it's first thing in the morning. I'm on two weeks vacation. This is the first actual work working day vacation day. So this is the first Monday of my vacation. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to clean the garage. Ooh, that sounds yes. exciting. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, we will do something when I get back to Canada and maybe go see a movie or something like that and uh, record a podcast probably. Yeah, that'd be fun. We'll do that when we're back. Um, oh, you know what we have to do? We, I got to play um, the, the f- next chapter of the Telltale game because that came out now. So maybe we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. All right. I'll, uh, well, I'm on vacation, so I could probably try and maybe get around to it. Right, is Jenny on vacation too? Yes. Okay. For two weeks like you? Uh, she is back a couple of days, but yes. she's got. I think she's working Thursday, Friday this week, but uh, other than that. Yeah. All right. Well, one of those days when she's at work, you can spend all day playing video games. Well, I could spend all day playing video games now if I really want. <laughs> all righty. Well, maybe we'll do that. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, send us your thoughts on the trailer. We want to hear it, and we'll have some maybe some listener feedback on the trailer uh, next time on the show. Until then, though, everyone, uh, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Ciao.